This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I have a question for you. What happens when you look to the horizon instead of getting too stuck on what's in front of you? Here's a hint. It can be frightening. It can be big. It can be enlightening. You might want to run for the hills. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to our guest today and dive into this concept of how do you face intimidating invitations from the universe. Our guest today is Gina Vinson. She's a transformation expert who helps women be more aligned. And I often say that planning is deciding in advance. I also believe that planning is a form of alignment. And I just really wanted to keep going to riff with someone on this topic. I was recently on Gina's podcast, and we just had such a good time that we both said, we have to talk over here. So it's one of those conversations where I'm like, yeah, and she's like, yeah, I'm, you know, we're, I'm hoping that it's inspiring. And I'm hoping that you get inspired to make some space to come into alignment and to be inspired. And my team emailed me this morning. I'm, as you might be able to hear, coming off of not having a voice. More on that soon because I am having a lot of ideas on this. I'm totally not sick. I just lost my voice. Although I'll admit I'm a little bit low energy and I'm really trying to unpack that a bit. You might have been on our workshop last night with the amazing Taskmasters. If you were not, you should totally check it out. If you even email us, we can send you the recording. If you're on our email list, you should get the recording. But it was just every time Tess teaches, and you know, this was just a free workshop, what she could teach us in an hour on gut health. It was actually 90 minutes. And she was like, that must have been so boring for you because you've actually taken my classes and done all the work. And I've done all the work like five times, I might say. <laughs> and I was like, no, every time I hear you talk, I learn something different. And I just think that health is this evolution. And I'm sharing all this right now. One, because I want to make sure you see the workshop. Two, because I'm about to work, go even deeper with Tessa's work. And I would love to invite you to do that with me. So if you're curious about her program and you're not on our email list, again, email me. But if you are on our email list, you should see that invitation. And three, because I'm just on this journey with you. And when I lost my voice, I was like, interesting, what's happening? 
Like, what's the meaning of this? What's coming up? Like, why am I losing my voice right now? It's happened a few times actually in the past year. And I'm like, what's the spiritual meaning? What's the health meaning? And I'm not making it mean so much. It genuinely is a learning experience. I have gotten pretty good at operating in a place of exciting discomfort, like really being at my edge as a woman, like from a feminine place. So I just want to clarify that. So sometimes being at my edge is knowing that I have to rest, that it's time not to push and do and say yes to everything my kids ask for and follow 25 shiny objects in my business. Sometimes I just need to like unplug. And actually, that's one of the messages for sure from my voice. And I'm heading off next week on a family vacation. And I'm excited to really fold rest into that and really look at what that means. Because as you know, vacations with kids and extended family are not always restful. And I'm really curious about what it is restful and what's on the other side of that. So stay tuned because I will keep sharing on that journey. And that's one of the reasons though. So when my team said, do you not want to, you know, go forward with this podcast episode this week because you still need to record the intro and you don't have a voice. I was like, just give me two days. Give me a little bit of extra time. I'm going to get my voice back enough. So here I am. I have it back enough. I literally couldn't talk two days ago. And I'm just so excited for you to have this conversation because I hope you're inspired to also go make some space and to allow yourself to be enlightened, to allow yourself to even see what the invitations are from the universe and to not be stuck in busy and this barbecue and driving to this place and, you know, go, go, go in the weeds and you allow yourself to come out and really see what's next. And I hope this conversation really inspires you to do that. So Gina is an amazing human. As I've already said, she's a transformation expert. She's also a podcaster. She's a speaker, a writer, and she has an amazing story, which she's going to share with you today. And so I'm going to let you hear her voice and really get a sense of her and listen in on to this conversation that we have. And I hope it inspires you. And if it does, two things you can do. I would love to hear how. And usually the best place to do that is over on Instagram at plansimple.co. You'll see a post about this podcast and like, tell us what's up below it. Tell us what your ahas are. Gina will 100% see them too. And so that's so fun. That's such a fun gift. And also the way that more and more people see this podcast in general is when you go and rate and review it on iTunes, it just allows iTunes to show the content to more people. So if you're loving what you're hearing, if you take the three, four, five minutes to go do that, we're always so grateful. So with no further ado, let's get the amazing Gina on the show. Hello, Gina. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. So Thanks. excited to be here with you today. Thank you, me. I'm delighted to be your guest. Oh my gosh. All right. So I feel like you have a compelling story that we must hear first. I don't always start there. Sometimes I start with the place you're at, but I feel like will you just take us back a little bit before we get to what it looks like to be aligned? Will mm -hmm. you take us back and explain really what you have balanced to come mm -hmm. into a place where you felt aligned? So it's, we're approaching our 14 year anniversary of this event. And it always makes me emotional to even remember 
But it's amazing how, well, I feel like we get these invitations from life, the universe, what your creator, whatever it is, whatever word suits you, that we have the ability to, you know, be frightened and then we can choose to be enlightened or we could run for the hills. And uh, <laughs> that happened to us. There's another invitation that I believe we receive, and that's intimidating and intriguing at the same time. But this one was frightening and really frightening. It happened on the heels of us adopting our daughter. So she was six and a half months when she came home. But at the time that she was two and our son, our biological child was in kindergarten, my husband fell very ill with a hereditary disease called polycystic kidney, polycystic liver. And originally, I was going to be his kidney donor because they said, okay, that's all he needs is a kidney. And, you know, I came forward and thankfully he has the rarest blood type, but it allows him to accept any organs, which is amazing. He's the universal recipient. And during that time, we thought everything would go as planned. I'm a planner, or at least I used to be. And that wasn't the case. Everything fell apart. The first surgery went awry. They were helping his liver and that didn't happen. And so as he was laying, fighting for his life with kidney and liver failure, I was like the person in the circus spinning all the plates. You know, I have the two-year-old, I have the kindergartner, I have the husband living on dialysis, and I have me trying to, at the time, teach yoga. And it really was like having the carpet pulled out from the rug pulled out from underneath us. And for me, especially because I was no longer able to plan anything, you know, not even a meal. So I found that I needed to stand tall. I needed to use my voice in a way that was, you know, not comfortable at times because I had to go against what I call the men in white at yes. the one hospital. They were all men and they didn't like me. You know, I became this feisty New York Italian. I am German too, but <laughs> the strong willed and stubborn German and the feisty New York Italian with the arms raised. But I found that I really needed to stay true to my truth. And my truth was, I saw a life for my husband beyond the age he was. You know what I'm saying? I saw him being there for the kids' graduations. I saw him being there for him walking them down, the Sonia down the aisle and congratulating Kai if and when they get married. You know what I mean? And it was all of a sudden me being the raging lunatic, using my intuition, saying, I see this, I see that, he's in liver failure. And their answer was always like, we'll run blood work, we'll run a scan, we'll run a test. And I thought to myself, I don't need a test. I'm telling you, this is the truth. And, you know, it would come back that it was the truth, that what I was seeing and noticing. I mean, when you live with somebody for 10 years of marriage, you kind of get to know like what's right and what's not right. Even your kids, right? You know, you're kind of intuitively connected to them. But for me, Exquisitely Aligned is about really honing in and coming into your own and being your own authority and not letting anybody tell you otherwise. And of course, that didn't look so pretty at the time. But in the end, my husband got to move to a different hospital where a female surgeon operated on him for about, I think it was 11 and a half hours. It was very long. And he received a kidney and a liver from a woman my age and my blood type. So now my husband's kidney and liver are six years younger than the rest of his body. So oh my God, I love that. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, that's such a good story. And it's interesting because it's true. You know, we do have this like amazing instinct around those we love. I like to say specifically as the magic women that we are. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everybody has this. I just believe women have this a little bit like double everybody else. And it's so easy with like all of just what we've inherited and the noise. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. it's easy not to even know that you have that superpower. Mm-hmm. So it's so amazing that you were even in tune enough to like know so well. Cause you know, I work with a lot of women too. So I see this all the time. And when we do notice it, I think it's still really hard to act on it. Right. You know, it's like two separate things. It's like, I have this really strong feeling, but because we've been told our whole lives that like, and you're being told like in the moment by all these doctors that you're wrong. It's a lot to really step up and use your voice in that way. So that's amazing. I love that story. Yeah. It can be intimidating, right? If we feel like, oh, they're educated, they're, you know, knowledgeable in their field, they're, you know, they've got his best interest in mind or whoever your loved one is, right? And the irony is my husband is a doctor himself. So he's Mm. one of the men in white, but he even in the bed told me, he said, Gina, medicine is a practice. Yeah. And I had to, you know, like digest that. And I was like, we're not practicing on you, right? You know, I, like, I don't have time for this. I have plans. I want to do things, you know, but it was really interesting to hear him say that. And it's true, right? We talk about a medical practice. He joined this practice and as a yoga instructor back then, retired now, you know, yoga is a practice too. And it's like, you can't always get things right. But I feel like our voice, especially like you were saying, magic women, I love it. And twice the dose. And I think we can also like refine that, right? The more we use it, I like to say, the more powerful it becomes, the more refined, the more connected we are, whatever the words are. But I think it is difficult to find our voice when there is you know, this, you're going up against the wall, but I'm so glad I did. And I help women do that now, because I think that it's very important, even our children, right, to allow them to be able to speak, not that they're always going to win whatever the thing can have the keys to the car, (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to wherever, you know, a five hour drive journey somewhere else. But you know, at least being able to speak and be heard. Now, I did learn something as a yoga instructor, many things, but one of the things was knowing when not to speak, when it's not going to, you know, when it falls on deaf ears or the person doesn't value what you're bringing to them and, or they're not ready to hear it, you know? So there is this like balance. I mean, actually we talk about that all the time because a lot of people in our community have teens and young adults. And I mean, we love them dearly. And sometimes words just aren't the most powerful way to like get the message across, you know, sometimes a hug, a pause, you know, just acknowledgement, like is the way to even listen. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's interesting because we also, when you share, like finding our voice, I'm noticing that the other thing we can all practice doing is letting others use their voice like listening in that way so that we don't ever act like the doctors. Yeah, because everyone has their point of view, you know, whether we all think our point of view is right, of course, (laughs) you know, but just being able to hear and really 
be good listeners. That doesn't mean we have to agree, especially like when our children, our teenagers are asking for the key, but we can actually listen to why they want Mm -hmm. the key and really Mm -hmm. hear that, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course have a boundary, but it's different when we're heard instead of just immediately saying no. Yes. And when you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, you know, asking questions, one of the things my family laughs at, right? So the kids are now turning 21, our son and our daughter is 17. But over the years, we loved to travel. And I used to teach for certain resorts. In oh, that's the, so fun. It, it was a lot of fun. So I would be the resident yoga instructor for the week. And it would be maybe an hour class. And then two hours later, I'd come back to my family and they're like, what happened? We were like starting to get worried. So we came and we looked and you know, there you were, you were talking to everybody. And I said, yeah, because People like to speak and be heard, like you're saying. And sometimes we shy away from asking important questions or personal questions, right? And we're not going to ask how much did you owe on your taxes, but like, you know, what made you feel that way? And people usually light up and they're like, oh, I'd love to tell you why I did this or felt that way. I had a gentleman come to me, it was his first yoga class on the beach and his wife was there and he's like, I just love that. I think he said he was 70 or 71, somewhere around there. And his wife was a little younger. And he said, do you see her beautiful smile? Because that day I was teaching about how contagious a smile is. It's more contagious. Back then we didn't have COVID, but I said more contagious than the flu and how (laughs) it is to smile. Right. And so He came up to me afterwards. He said, I come from an engineering background and I just love my wife's smile. Isn't she beautiful? And she was stunning, right? And he was very handsome himself, but he said, I don't smile. And he said, now after taking this class and you teaching me about smiling and what it means, I'm going to smile, you know? So even like the conversation we can have with just lifting the upper edges of our lips to give somebody, like, I acknowledge you're standing there as we pass, you know, I don't know, getting on the elevator or whatever it is, but yeah, conversations to me are so important and they bring balance in our lives. They bring balance to ourselves, even if it's a conversation with ourselves, right? Journaling, meditating, being able to find our voice. And why do I feel this way? Or what am I dreaming about or desiring? Yeah. I love that. So I want to go back to that idea of being aligned, which I know is what your mm-hmm. whole world is now aligned with. <laughs> we can be, yes. we can be meta <laughs> there. So like one of the reasons that I currently am obsessed with planning is not in the model of like before your experience where, you know, everything was needing to be planned and you had a plan and all the things and maybe it was more attached to it. That is not why I believe in planning. The reason I love a plan, and I actually am going to share a great metaphor because my daughter just graduated from high school and headmaster shared the best thing. But before I get there, one of the reasons I'm obsessed with it is because I think it gives us the opportunity to be in alignment while we're making decisions. Mm -hmm. Because as much as I love all the practices of mindfulness, I think that's a great, like a goal to be able to make a choice in the moment, really mindfully that doesn't necessarily take into consideration the lives that many of us lead. And I just think that when we're aligned and then we make a choice, we make very different choices. And so to me, that's what planning is. It's just deciding in advance what it is that you want from an aligned energy. And 
One of the things that I heard was in the talk this weekend when my daughter graduated from high school and it was so funny. Oh my gosh, you would laugh at this because my kids go to like a very, you know, whatever. I'm definitely woo woo in our community and my kids go to like our high school. So they all went to a Waldorf school when they were little, which definitely took my energy a little bit in a different way, but the high school is very mainstream. And so this principal is giving the ending speech and he literally had everyone put their hands on their heart and on their stomach and close their eyes and like meditate and then send love out. And I was just like, oh my God, I love it. And then he attributed the Surgeon General who apparently is doing this a lot right now, which I don't pay attention to the news. So I was not aware, but he was talking about sort of your vision and the horizon. And he was talking about getting seasick and how Mm -hmm. when you're feeling motion sickness, what you're taught to do is like, look at the horizon and life is topsy-turvy and ups and down. And so it's really helped that metaphor of looking at the horizon. And that really does show what I think about planning. Like it's less about being attached to whatever the outcome is and more just about having something you're moving toward because it's so easy for like a week to pass us by a month to pass us by years to pass us by and not have stepped into why maybe we're here on this planet in this lifetime. So all that said, when you first were telling me about your practice of helping people, is it Mm -hmm. called exquisitely aligned? Is that the word you use? Exquisitely aligned, which I love those two words together. When you were first telling me about that, I was like, oh yeah, that's like one of those qualities that like, that's what I mean when I say let's make space. Because if we can make time to get Mm -hmm. exquisitely aligned, we make different choices. Tell us more about this practice of coming into alignment. So I love everything you said. I wrote myself some notes so I can borrow it. I will use your name for that because obviously I wasn't there to hear. But, you know, the problem I think is we hit speed bumps in our life. I only told you about one of them, (laughs) but I've hit many even prior to meeting my husband. It's not been just since meeting my husband. You know, we're together now. It's 23, almost 24 years. So, but thank you. Yeah, there were days I didn't think I'd make it. I might have killed him. No, (laughs) when somebody is that toxically ill, not able to urinate and living solely on dialysis, it goes to their brain and the things that come out of their mouth are not nice. But, you know, I was able to know very quickly because I was balanced, like you were talking about, that it wasn't him. It was his organs failing and what that looks like in the body. And I think that, and I wasn't even going to say that, but I guess that needed to be said because when we are balanced, for me, it's about, I know you use the word plan. For me, it's similar, but different. So for me, there's three words. It's our soul level truths that only we would know, but oftentimes they're kind of squashed or pushed down because of everything. Like earlier, you used the word noise around us, right? The busyness of our business, the busyness of our lives, of our children's schedules, so forth. Or if we're even older and taking care of parents, there's always something you can make yourself busy. And what what I learned with yoga is like, we need to plan time for rest. We need to plan time for allowing invitations to come to us that might be intimidating and intriguing, like me having a podcast show. I don't know. I think we spoke about that when we were together on my show. But, you know, the next one is our heartfelt desires. Yep. Those are the ones that make our heart beat a little faster in a good way, right? And they make us come alive from the inside. We kind of begin to glow. We wake up with, I want to say, pep in our step. You know, everything we're doing, we're doing it with 
enthusiasm is the word I always told my kids, read with enthusiasm. And then like the story became exciting, you know, and that's the story of our life too. Like using the word plan for me, those, I think they match up, but in a different way. And the last one is our gifts and our talents. So I believe that each of us are as unique as our fingerprint And that we are here, like you were alluding to earlier, for a purpose greater than just ourself. And that purpose could be of mothering, you know, one child to, I don't know, you know, a dozen. It could be to be the wife of somebody, to be the leader in your neighborhood, in your community, in your, you know, touch lives all around. I mean, with your podcast, right, we can have listeners around the world, which is really exciting to me. But I think that when we connect so intimately with each of those things, the desires, our truths, and our gifts, then we have these nuances that only we can bring to the world. And we fill our cup from the inside. And the balance for me is like I'm picturing the yoga pose tree where you're standing on one leg, the opposite foot can be on your calf or your inner thigh. And your arms could be anywhere, your heart or outstretched up over your head and finding that balance, no matter what's going on around you. So like you were saying, if we connect to tonight, I'm going to make a healthy meal because my goal on the horizon is that I'm healthy and at the best weight possible. You know, I've just had two major joint replacements within 54 weeks of each other after an accident that happened to me four years ago. And so I'm still trying to get my body back, you know, physically, my joints are working, but I still have weight on me. So like you're saying with planning, when we're able to plan and have that horizon in view, and yes, I've been on a cruise where one time I was starting to become seasick and my husband used that exact thing. But I think if we allow, if we don't have a plan, if we don't connect with our truths, our desires and our gifts, that little, the noise, like you mentioned, or the instability of what's going on around us. And I don't mean in your home, it could be yep. in your home, right? Uh, I mean, there's so much instability right now, just walking out your front door. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like- and those people who I'm guessing, I don't remember if we talked about this when you were on my show, but I'm energy sensitive. My daughter and my son are too, to certain degrees. And I think the minute you open that front door, we can feel that instability of other people or a collective, if you want to use that word. And so for me, that plan, like you were saying, is what is our goal? What is our intention? What are we putting forth? And then being flexible, right? To have other options, right? If you have plan A, you probably have plan B, which is always what I tell my kids, you know, plan for the best, and also plan for it. Like, you know, I ran several fundraising, well, more than several. I used to do a lot of fundraising for a local art museum back in Charlotte, where we live. And, you know, you would pay somebody to come, you know, a vendor, but what if they don't show up? Or what if their right. doesn't, you know, they're grilling burgers for your derby days party and the grill doesn't work or the fuel isn't there or, you know, somebody gets hurt and they can't cook, you know, so you always... You want that flexibility, but yes. And I love that the heart and the chest. So how did the energy 
in that graduation setting? Did it all of a sudden like... It's really funny because like I felt it, you know, and I could feel it like and I was surrounded by my other two kids and my mother-in-law who's a yoga teacher and blah, blah, blah. So like I was feeling it. But then at the end, I was like, do I wish that I opened my eyes and looked around to see if anybody was actually listening to the guy, you know, like, because I immediately like closed my eyes and like went in and I have no idea if that's what happened to the rest of the group. But you know, it was you can feel there was definitely a shift. I mean, it was a whole bleacher full of people. And it was definitely you could feel the shift. And at the end, his invitation was to send it to the kids. And, yeah, you know, of course, everybody wanted that. And yeah, it's so cool. I've just seen it at work so many times that to me, yeah. you know, like, it hasn't lost its mat. Like, but every time I see it, I'm like, whoa, like energy really is important. It really does work this way. So yeah, it was one of those moments where I was like, cool. I can't believe this is happening at mainstream high school. So well, good. for me, it gives me goosebumps because I love the fact that it's happening in a mainstream high school because these kids need it so terribly, you know, there's such a void, you know, yeah. of it. And if we can just practice that didn't take the whole presentation of, you know, that was just moments that he used, right? And if you start the day that way, or you start, I have a meditation that I love offering people. And it's about, you know, bringing that energy to yourself first, and then giving it to someone else. And recently had a client who is in a good marriage, but the marriage was like at a rocky point because of the noise around. And she immediately wrote back, I'm doing it. And now he's doing it. And everything is fabulous. And we're leaving for this brilliant vacation overseas, you know, and it's like, yes, you know, it is that easy if we plan the time to make the space. Yeah, it's weird, because it's like a weird, like chicken and egg situation, for sure. Because it's kind of like, when you lean into things like that for even four minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever. I mean, some like I fully admit that at this point, I'm so addicted to being able to tune into my energy that I give it more time now because I see on the other side, that's what bends time. Like, you know, it's not the amount of things I've checked off my to-do list ever. It's like that. And so it's like, you need to make the space to have the five minutes. I mean, all you need is five minutes, but like, you need to have the five minutes and then you start to see how that affects all the other, you know, 23 hours and 55 minutes of the day. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's exquisitely aligned. Bam. Yeah, <laughs> just, you yeah know, exactly. That's like, that is us coming to our higher selves, however you want to call it, inner divine, tapping into. And for me, the promise with exquisitely aligned is we become more intuitive. We become our own inspiration. Like I was a guest on a show recently, which was a lovely time. And there were three people, we were a total of four. And so someone said, who do you follow? I was like, who do I follow for what? You know, like (laughs) it took me like a minute and I'm sure I had this bizarre look on my face. And then I realized, you know, he was asking like, who do I look to for inspiration? And I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to sound like I am arrogant But the truth is when we do that meditation, when we do our morning, I think you said you have a morning routine like I do. And when we give ourselves that space to be in that place, I find like I have so much intuition. I write notes all over the place. I do voice to text in my phone, in my notes. I'm driving. I get an idea. 
And I still haven't put all of them out there yet, but I have all this inspiration just coming to me from, you know, source, my creator, universal wisdom, whatever word works. But it was funny because I really took me like shocked me like, oh, yeah, but that's what exquisitely aligned is. And the other portion is that our body starts to heal itself the way if we skinned ourselves, let's say brushed against something, we get a scab. And to me, that's like our Band-Aid growing, you know, without having to go to the drugstore to buy Band-Aids, you know, but and not everything, but that we can stay pretty healthy with less help from the outside from medicine. Yeah. Well, I love that because also that, you know, it's really about you're really taking personal responsibility for you and your, you know, essentially mothering, caring, whatever word you want to use for you're learning how to do that for yourself. And so there also becomes less or no blame on anything else because Mm -hmm. you are always, you know, you and your relationship to whatever you want to call higher power. That's what gets you through. And so you don't have to waste time. And it takes a lot of time to blame situations, to-do lists, and energy, your family of origin. Like it just takes a lot of energy. It makes you tired. And then you just don't have time for the things that you want to have time for that you need to have time for, right? Like even cooking dinner. (laughs) So it's so true. That's a great point. I love that. And it's funny. The download thing is funny because I feel like at this point, this wasn't how it started, but at this point, that's why I do what I do. Because what we're really doing around here is helping, you know, in our paid program, we're just helping people follow through. And the reason I find that so necessary is because once you start getting so many downloads, it's really helpful to have (laughs) other people to reflect back, like how you're actually going to move forward, have a system to actually move forward with them. Because, you know, as you keep getting these things from the universe, it can get really overwhelming. So (laughs) I love that you shared it that way, because that's exactly, exactly why we like everything we put in our program is like for that, so that people can actually follow through on all those downloads. So I love that. Well, and it takes time to follow through, right? Yeah. If it's making a web page, if it's preparing yeah. a talk, or if it's, you know, so that's why it's like, okay, then you prioritize which yeah. one is when you're going to do first and devote. Yeah, and I also find that as you start getting into that energy of things feeling so right, when we go back into that energy of, and to me, that's more of like a being energy. Mm-hmm. When we mm-hmm. go out into that doing energy, it can feel like, wait, it felt so right five minutes ago when I like knew that I'm supposed to have this web page and then all of a sudden I have to do it and it's like feels like crap. And so it's like, you know, it's helpful to just have some reflecting eyes at that point of like, you know, cheerleaders, you can do this or, you know, maybe that's not what's aligned. Maybe you were getting something mm-hmm. slightly differently and you're doing, you know, you can pivot. Someone do it for you, right? I know, right? Yeah, that's the really the end goal. Who needs to do things that aren't in their genius for sure. So tell us how we can find you. What's the best way to find you? We'll put out like all the details in the show notes, but just tell us why and how people would find you. Yes. I'd love for you to find me at exquisitelyaligned.com. That's the easiest. I'm on social media as all the same, or you can look me up as Gina Meyer Vincent. Awesome. So fun. And how do you work with people? Tell us what your thing is. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is work one-on-one because I feel like that is where, well, let me back it up. I'm a New Yorker by birth. That's the accent you hear, although I'm in California now after living in North Carolina. But I move fast and I don't sugarcoat things. I like to tell people the truths that they need to hear. And I like them to get to their final destination, which is being exquisitely aligned as quickly as they can with ease and grace. So for me, that looks like one-on-one work. 
Currently, we have something very simple and easy. It's called Purpose, Possibilities, and Prosecco. It's a two-hour transformation that includes face reading along with mentoring. And again, it's private. So if someone's interested, they can simply come. Oh, wait, you have to tell me more. What is face reading? So face reading is an ancient modality. I have teamed with someone who's using her gifts. She's exquisitely aligned. She works just as quickly as I do. And our face can act as a map or does act as a map. In there, we can, not we, she, can tell you about your life's purpose. We also do other things when people work longer with me. Then we do full life's purpose, your personality, and your gifts or talents. And bring them all together. So that's why we have formed this partnership marriage, if you want to call it, because we work so much similarly And we're both into getting people where they want to go as quickly as possible, because I feel like I spent a lot of time doing a lot of self-help that took me away from who I truly was. It was someone else's system that worked for them. And not that it doesn't work. It just didn't align with who I was at the time now. And so therefore it pulled me a little bit off. Then I went to the next and that pulled me a little off before I knew it you know, I was no longer aligned. So with her help, it's like reading your fingerprint, let's say, but it's more. I love love all those tools. I've never heard of face reading. So I love that. And I love all the tools that exist to just really reflect quickly what those things are. So that's awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Is there anything I've missed that you want to share? I'm delighted to be here. When I met you last time, we had so much fun together. It's always so heartwarming, especially on a gloomy day here in California, to meet somebody who's full of sunshine. And I just really thank you for doing what you do, because you make the world a better place. And being a mother of two or anybody who helps us make the world a better place, it's just, you know, so I commend you. Thank you. And thank you for having me here today. It's been a joy. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we will tell everybody when my episode, I love sharing when I get interviewed on other podcasts, because it's fun to see the flip side. So we will share that as well. So thank you so much. And yeah, thanks. Thank you. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. And often we feel like our actions have to be huge to match the bigness of our desires. But at Plan Simple, we have seen over and over and over again that the little things really do add up. And by stacking up a series of doable changes, you will create that change that you're craving. So at the end of every episode, we always recommend that you choose one doable change that really resonates with you and actually make it part of your life, fit it into your days, into your week. Each one is a little bit different in flavor, right? Like bring it into your being so that it's really yours by the end of the week. And then you can bring in the next one. And this is how we stack them together to make that big ripple effect that you're desiring. All right, here are three from my conversation today. Number one, Have a conversation with yourself. You can speak your ideas out loud. You can journal them. And you could start with a question like, how do I feel? Why do I feel this way? Or one of my favorites is, what do I truly desire? 
and you keep writing or talking. And oftentimes the answer is there, right? It eventually comes out. That's why we make this a doable change over the course of time. But it's usually not right at the surface. So when we first ask ourselves that question, we might freeze. And so this is why this is a process of letting that unfold over the course of a week or two and really having fun with it. All right, doable change number two, share energy. Put a hand on your belly and put your other hand on your chest and close your eyes and breathe and bring the energy of love, compassion, or gratitude into yourself and then breathe that out and share it with somebody else. What would happen if you set a reminder on your phone once, twice, maybe even three times a day and had that practice of sharing your energy with others? as you cultivate this amazing energy yourself. I love that one. Number three, I really think I love all of them. I know it's hard to choose. (laughs) I do know that, but I promise there's power in choosing. All right, number three, plan time to rest. Give yourself time, even if it's five minutes in the middle of the day to get quiet. Really let yourself rest. Let yourself be open to let invitations even come in. Let yourself be quiet to hear what your heart desires and to really hear your intuition. We are so busy. Like you might even know everything that we talk about here already, and yet it's still easy to get busy. I know that because it happens to me too, right? So we need to make the time. And five minutes, I know that sounds like nothing, but it can make a difference. And once you feel that difference, you'll probably want to create more time. So this is about planning time to rest and be quiet. Those are our three doable changes from this episode. Obviously, there's lots more where this came from. And I hope to see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.